I still wasn't sure what was going on. It was hurting more, but not enough for it to be anything crazy. And, I, and so I thought, you know, let me just lie down and maybe I could sleep this off. So I lied down and over the next 10 minutes, it just got worse and worse and worse until I found myself breathing pretty hard. I was, uh, you know, starting to really have a hard time and this pain was just getting really bad. And it got to the point where I realized, you know, I got to go to a hospital. I don't know what's going on. That was a little knee to the groin. Ooh. Have you ever heard the expression in the States of, I give my left. I, I gave my right one. <laughs> I gave it all. I gave it all. I gave my right one for this person. I can say it. I can really say it. It's true. I'm Javier Galvan, here with my co-host, Matt Crimp, and this is Being Patient, the show about our health and how life influences how we make medical decisions. The person you just heard from is Sagar Desai, and he is the subject of our pilot episode for the show and a fourth-year medical student here at the University of California, San Francisco. Javier and I are both medical students ourselves, and we were, when we recorded this episode, we were all just at the beginning of our journey. We were just starting to learn about different diseases, and one thing that was lacking was a patient perspective. Every day, we came to class, learned about diseases that patients like you and I get, but the patient was not present to tell their story. That's where we got the idea for this podcast. On this episode, we focus on testicular torsion. So without further ado, we present to you, being patient. We hope you enjoy it. Also, this episode contains some explicit language, so if you're listening with your kids, you might want to skip this episode. Now, back to Sagar. I usually go to the gym, so I went to the gym. Um, I did a few different workouts that kind of, um, you know, in hindsight, definitely caused some friction down in the in the balls region. Um, but, I, you know... It was just another day at the gym, so I didn't think twice about that. Um, but when I came home, I noticed I was feeling kind of sore in my lower, kind of my lower stomach area, lower abdomen area. And I thought at first that was just because I had just worked out, so I didn't think twice about it. Um, but eventually, as like the post-workout soreness went away, I started to get, um, you know, the pain it started to feel more and more painful and it no longer could be attributed to the workout I just had. So then I wasn't really sure what was going on. And at first I thought it might've just been indigestion. It was kind of, uh, you know, I wasn't entirely sure. So I thought maybe I ate something, um, but I couldn't, you know, it didn't really, I was really wasn't sure what was going on. So I tried to just kind of put it off, but then it started to hurt more and more. And then I sort of felt my, you know, my right testicle felt really tender. And, uh, and that was when I was like, okay, this might be something else going on. Um, and so I thought at first, you know, I, I still wasn't sure what was going on. It was hurting more, but not enough for it to be anything crazy. And, I, and so I thought, you know, let me just lie down and maybe I could sleep this off. So I lied down and over the next 10 minutes, it just got worse and worse and worse until I found myself breathing pretty hard. I was, uh, you know, starting to really have a hard time and this pain was just getting really bad. And it got to the point where I realized, you know, I got to go to a hospital. I don't know what's going on. Um, I remember Googling, you know, I think it was just lower uh, stomach pain, right testicles tender. Uh, that was probably literally the words that I Googled. And then I clicked on probably WebMD um, these are my pre-med school days, um, and I clicked on WebMD, and I think the first thing that popped up was like, you know, for acute severe onset pain, it said something like probably a kidney stone, and so in my head I was like, well, that sucks, and it, that's supposed to be super painful, and then the second thing on there is like, you know, it could be testicular torsion, um, and if it was, and I clicked on testicular torsion, and it said, you know, for this, 
get to a hospital immediately. And I was just like, okay, it's probably not that. It's probably a kidney stone. Either way, I'm in a ton of fucking pain, so I'm going to a hospital. Um, I thought about calling an ambulance, and then I remember thinking, like, I don't know if I need to do that. I think I could drive right now. And and to be honest, part of what went through my mind was that could end up being pretty expensive for me. And I was pretty certain that I could get myself to the hospital. So I got in my car, and as I'm driving to this hospital, which is a 10-minute drive, the pain is getting worse and worse and worse to the point where I remembered I was just driving like 65 miles per hour down a 30-mile-per-hour speed limit area just because it hurt so bad and I needed to get there. Um, I mean, luckily, nothing bad happened, and I got there um, uh, safely. Got to the emergency room. Um, the person checked me in and was just like, okay, go ahead and take a seat. And I just was like, look, I'm in a ton of pain right now. And they're like, okay, uh, is it getting worse? And I was like, yes, it's getting worse like every second. Um, and they said, okay, we're going to get somebody here right now to, 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 to you know, take a look at you. And, you know, they found a doctor uh, pretty quickly, actually. Um, and in my kind of, when they, before they submitted me into any room, asked me a few questions and was, and I think they could tell I was in visible pain, breathing super hard. I could hardly answer their questions. So then they eventually got the, you know, got the message that I was just really, really having a hard time, put me on a bed in the hallway because they didn't have any beds open at the time and gave me one dose of painkiller, didn't help, two doses, didn't help as much and then three finally like took the pain away a bit at that point I don't really know what was going on um, I asked the doctor what they thought was going on um, and I remember I actually didn't see a doctor for a while and for a long time it was actually just the nurses that were taking care of me and I remember in my head being super grateful because they were the ones who really kind of like asked me how I was doing uh, administered the pain medication to help take that away which honestly was the best thing that I could have asked for in those moments because this really was the worst pain I'd ever felt um, so I really appreciated that and when I finally, you know, talked to, to a doctor, they said, hey, we're going to send you for a CT. We think it's a kidney stone. We're going to send you to a CT to, to, to see. And so they sent me for that. And then it came back, and it turns out I didn't have a kidney stone. So that was a bit of a head scratcher for them at first because they had thought most likely this was a stone. So then they sent me to ultrasound. And at ultrasound is when they basically figured out that, you know, I had testicular torsion. Um, and they told me that, and I didn't know what that meant, but I know what testicular means, and I know what torsion means, so I pieced it together in my head, and they asked me, you know, what were you doing before this happened, and, you know, I said I was at the gym earlier, I'd done a couple workouts that might have really pushed that over the edge, like I might have, you know, gotten my balls twisted up <laughs> uh, during that time, and I think that is kind of what happened, um, so basically, I said this is kind of an, an immediate surgery type of thing because the blood flow had been cut off, and that I could lose my testicle if we didn't, if I didn't go under surgery, uh, like in the next hour, a couple hours. And so the surgeon, you know, the urologist came, kind of explained some of the risks to me, and finally, when it was ready, you know, when when the surgery was about to begin, they gave me a paper and said, hey, we need you to sign a few things before we put you under medication and, and, and basically knock you out. And one of the things was, you know, if we go in there and we find that your testicle is kind of beyond repair or too damaged, we're going to have to remove it and we need your permission to do that. So this was just a crazy moment for me because I literally had to sign my right nut away and uh, did not expect to do that that morning. Um, so I signed a paper basically giving them permission to cut off my right testicle. Um, <laughs> and then went under the meds. And the next thing I remember, I woke up and my brother was there. My older brother was at the foot of my bed 
And the first thing I did was look at him and I think he could tell exactly what I was worried about, you know, um, by my look. And the first thing he did was just give me two thumbs up and, and he said, you got both of them, man. And I was just like, oh my God, that's awesome. Like I, you know, I pretty much just like raised my hands in the air and, and was just super happy that I did not lose a, a testicle. <laughs> so, um, so that was crazy. Um, the whole event was crazy. And apparently while I was under and recovering, the doctor had talked to my dad basically saying that, you know, this has happened before where he has had to remove the testicle. Um, sometimes people kind of self-medicate. They take some painkillers, knock themselves out. They think it'll pass. They think it's a kidney stone, so it's not something to go to the doctor for. Um, and one of the things, you know, and when he said that, he basically said, like, it was very, very important and good that I did come to the hospital when I did because that's the only reason I was able to, you know, save my right testicle. Um, and I remember thinking that thought in my head that should I call an ambulance? No, I'm actually rather gonna drive. Uh, I'm, I'm thought about in my head how some people who maybe would not be able to, uh, you know, and I, I did that because I didn't wanna, I literally thought in my head, I don't wanna have that extra bill come in for the ambulance charge. That there are people who would probably just take a few, pop a few Tylenol and knock themselves out, you know? And if that was the case, you know, they would be, they would have one less, less ball. Wow. Really interesting story. I know. Can you imagine going through that? Yeah, I know. I wonder what about the workout that morning caused the torsion. Like that, that's kind of what it seemed, it seemed like happened, right? Yeah. And that's actually a great question. And the fact that he had just exercised is probably a red herring. So the person you just heard from is our expert, and his name is... Hi, I'm Larry Baskin. I'm a pediatric And he's a urologist, urologist at the University of California, San Francisco. And he actually said that testicular, testicular torsion comes in two varieties. Adolescent torsion, which affects typically young males right at the onset of puberty till approximately 17 to 18 years of age. And there's also neonatal torsion, which is a separate entity, different pathogenesis, and affects newborns where the testicle either torses typically in utero or right at the time of birth. Huh, interesting. And how did Sagar feel when he got it? I'm in a ton of fucking pain, so I'm going to a hospital. Yeah, and Dr. Baskin says that's basically what it feels like. Well, a typical presentation is pain, and often the pain can be localized to the testicle, but because of what's called referred pain, well over 90% will have associated nausea uh, as well as uh, potentially vomiting. And the interesting thing that I learned was that the pain can actually be felt in the abdomen. Wait, if it's a problem with his testicle, why would you have pain in his stomach? That's the same question I had. Dr. Baskin told us that there's this interesting phenomenon that's actually called referred pain. And this is classically when people feel, say, arm pain, but they're having... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, like a heart attack, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so a similar thing happens with testicular pain, which is why if you have ever been kicked in the nuts before, you feel it in your back and your abdomen. I, I, I personally haven't had the pleasure of being kicked that hard, thankfully. But um, so, so, so Sagar gets this pain. Um, was he right to go to the hospital? Couldn't he have just sort of like like manned up and, and waited it out? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Dr. Baskin told me that it is very important to examine the testicles in the emergency setting whenever someone of the right age comes in for abdominal pain just to make sure the pain is not testicular in origin. 
And he said this, this is situation, a situation where where it doesn't benefit to be the tough guy, so to speak. Wait, wait, why? It's because what happens when you have testicular torsion is that the, the cord of the testicle, which means basically the blood vessel, the testicle twists or so to speak torse and it torse usually 720 degrees, meaning there's three twists in the testicle. If that happens and the blood supply is cut off, you have approximately eight hours to get it untwisted. Eight hours? What happens after that? Yeah. After the eight hours, the blood supply gets cut off and the testicle dies. And there's a fancy word for it. It's called testicular uh, necrosis or loss of the testicle. So waiting an hour and a half is acceptable, but waiting any longer is not because you need treatment as soon as possible to try to get the testicle untwisted. Testicular necrosis. That'll haunt my nightmares for the next couple of nights. Okay, so as budding docs, we get Sagar in our ER. What do we do? So you're supposed to get the patient's underwear off. Wait, what? No, seriously, that's what you do. You gotta get their underwear off and visually inspect the testes and examine them and make sure that they're in a normal position. The signs of testicular torsion on a physical exam are a high-riding testes, a swollen testes, or a vein, very painful testes. And if you think about the diagnosis, then it's very straightforward to make. It's when you don't think about it, i.e. don't even do that exam, that you can miss it. Oh, medical school. There really isn't a not awkward way to ask somebody to take their underpants off. Okay, underwear's off. I think my patient's got te testicle looks a little big. I'm not sure. What next? So if it's not a classic presentation, meaning you have one testicle that is higher than the other, painful to the touch, you basically have the diagnosis right there, and you can confirm with ultrasound. But quite frankly, if it's classic torsion, the ultrasound in itself is not necessary. You basically want to get to the operating room as soon as possible. There's one caveat there in that you can reduce the torsion without the need for surgery. Without surgery? What am I going to do? Just untwist it? Exactly. I'll let Dr. Baskin tell us how to, how to do that. Imagine if Sagar's lying in a gurney, feet at one end, head at the other end. If you're standing at the bottom of the gurney looking directly at him, you would open the book, so to speak. Wait, open the what? You would grab the right and left testicle, depending on which side it was, and you would spin your hands. On the left side, it would be counterclockwise. On the right side, it would be clockwise. And two-thirds of the time, you'd be correct, and you'd actually be able to untwist the spermatic cord, relieve the pain, he will give you uh, a direct feedback that, oh, it feels better. If you happen to be going the wrong way, he's also going to give, Sagar's going to give you direct feedback that it's going to hurt more. Talk about direct feedback. I wish I could get more of that in medical school. So I just untorse my patient's testicle. He thinks I'm a genius. Sounds great. So we just high five and go home. No. The key here is that the testicle ended up twisted for some unknown reason. And you have to do something to decrease the risk of it retwisting. Dr. Baskin actually recommends elective. elective what we call orchidopexy to fix the testicle in place. Because once a testicle twists, there's a propensity for it to twist again. So we would pex not only the testicle that had the torsion, but the other side too to prevent torsion in the contralateral testes. Whoa. Pexing everything. I love surgery rewards. Surgery only goes so far though. If you get there too late, 50... 50% of people end up loosing their testicle. Whoa, 50%? I know, right? Dr. Baskin said that in his practice, all over half the time, the patient ends up going home without a testicle. That's also why when I see a patient who's had torsion for greater than eight hours, theoretically, as I mentioned, the testicle's not salvageable, it's ischemic. This is why 
He said he tends to operate whenever he has a diagnosis to avoid the potential risk of losing a testicle that can be saved. You're probably wondering what do you do with half a testicle? We were born with two for a reason. You know, Javier, I was wondering exactly that. Yeah. You end up being just fine. It turns out that... These patients long term, uh, they're not half a man, so to speak, because they've lost a testicle. We have excellent documentation that their testosterone levels are going to be normal. Their fertility potential is normal. Okay, that's one testicle. What about the double whammy? If it, is, it, is it two strikes, you're out? Exactly. If you lose both, well, that's... That's obviously kind of a catastrophic, catastrophic event, and you would require testosterone supplementation as well as uh, fertility uh, in this day and age would not be possible. Well, I am convinced. Any pain down there, and I'm going to the ER. That's the main takeaway, and that is what Dr. Baskin stressed the most during our interview. Let's listen to what he had to say. I've seen many young teenagers who are super tough and they have testicular pain and they try to tough it out. This is the one time to kind of be a wimp. If you're a teenager, you have testicular pain you haven't had before associated with nausea and vomiting. Don't be a tough guy. Get to the emergency room, your local doctor, and diagnosis of testicular torsion should definitely be taken seriously and time is of the essence. This is the pilot episode for our new podcast, Being Patient. We're going to be telling stories about the healthcare system from the, from the viewpoint of the people going through it. This episode was produced by me, Javier Galvan, and Matt Crimp. The theme music was provided by Will. The show was edited by myself. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>